Welcome to the Real Talk with Real Women podcast, where we take an honest look at the lies we believe as women and how the truth of the gospel can set us free. Hey, ladies, and welcome to our last podcast of 2020. We are so sad that the year is ending, but also kind of not sad. You know, it's it's mixed feelings. Yeah. Um, But we are excited that you are tuning in. We are so thankful that you have stuck with us to this point. So props to you for hanging in there with us. Um, We are excited to be talking about lies we believe about circumstances today. And so before we get started, you guys know us, right? We always like to start with a fun icebreaker question. Yes. And as the year comes to a close, I mean, New Year's Eve is literally tomorrow, which is insane. Um, So we've been reflecting on 2020. And I know it's been a year of coping in different ways and weird, you know, circumstances that we find ourselves in. So it's very fitting that we're talking about circumstances tonight. But Mary, I know that you have this trend in your life (laughs) where you, uh, you go down rabbit holes. And so I'm curious, just as you reflect on your year, what was the deepest rabbit hole that you found yourself going down? Okay, first, like, I want to know how many of you are like me in this, but I will just, my interest will be sparked by something, and I'll Google it for a long time, like, sometimes hours. I'll just be Googling, and, like, one link needs leads to another one. This post leads to this post. So that's kind of what we mean by rabbit hole. Is you just kind of get sucked into. (laughs) Yeah, not like a literal like Mary's digging up rabbit holes. (laughs) No, but I'm curious if anyone else does that. So I don't know. Leave a comment. (laughs) That's a thing. (laughs) I don't think so. Okay, well, text me if you're like that. Um, But I think that probably my most recent really deep dive was on the history of Canada. Hmm. And before anyone like nods off and thinks that's so boring. First of all, if you're a Canadian, shout out. (laughs) I think your country is fascinating. And I was like, wait, is Can- was Canada discovered by the French or the British? Because like there's some French speaking parts, there's some English speaking parts, some of the province names. I was just like, oh, is it French or British? And turns out kind of both. Ooh. So that explains that. I won't report on all my findings, but here is the most interesting thing, I think, is that Canadians hail Queen Elizabeth. So like... Oh. She's their queen. That's and crazy. And I feel like she's my queen. Well, then who's their prime minister? Um, Trudeau. That's his name, right? Yes, Brooke. Justin Trudeau? Is I that think his so. Name? Sometimes I think that's a hockey player, but I think that's right. Okay. What is he then? Well, so he would be, I guess, their prime minister. So, like, England still has a prime minister. Hmm. Like, Winston Churchill was a prime minister, but the queen is still the queen. Okay. Yeah, I guess I don't understand too much government terms. So I would say watch The Crown. <laughs> I don't have Netflix, so. Dang it. Okay. Well, then Google. <laughs> <laughs> but I just found that so interesting. I did not know that Canadians, like, had their queen. Yeah, that's really interesting. So they have to abide by, like, all of her laws? Well, that gets really into the, the governance sticky uh, stuff. Yeah, we'll avoid that. We'll avoid that. Yeah. But that was definitely my, that was like just last week. I really did a deep dive, learned a lot about Canada, retained probably 50% of it. 50%. That's pretty high. It's honestly. pretty high. Like there's a lot of names of, you know, early explorers and things like that, 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 that gets confusing. Yeah. Fun fact. Can I just insert this? Yes. I invited the queen to my wedding. <laughs> 
She did not come. But I thought, okay, I'm just going to put it out there. That's amazing. Like, why not? What do you have to lose? That's but right. what do you have to gain? What if the she, queen being at your wedding? What if she walked in, you know, like how you walked in and the train blasted? Like, what if she was, that's how she entered your wedding? Oh, my gosh. That would have been amazing. Like, I wouldn't even care that my, my whole wedding day was like, you know, hijacked by her fame. Yeah. If Queen Elizabeth came to my wedding. Sorry, you guys. I'm really into royalty. Okay. We're going to get off this. Um, Wait, before we go, oh. before we get off of it, what's your most recent Google search? <laughs> my most recent Google search is um, where was Freaky Friday filmed? <laughs> the movie. What, what, what's the answer? Los Angeles. Nice. So lots of, you know... Highway 101, lots of Santa Monica, downtown LA. Isn't your mom very similar to the mom in Freaky Friday? Yes, mom, shout out. Hey. I, you know, my mom has always reminded me of Jamie Lee Curtis in that movie. I remember you saying that. But now that I just watched that, like, the mom is basically being a 15-year-old the whole time. So I don't mean <laughs> that as, like, any type of disrespect. <laughs> my mom has always reminded me of this <laughs> Of this, of this specific movie. But like when she gets her makeover, this really is a compliment to my mom because when she gets her makeover and she like has the sassy red hair and like the cool outfit, like that reminds me of you, mom. Aww. So you're a cool mom. Sweet. Okay, Brooke, I'm going to ask you a different icebreaker question. Okay. Um, in the same way that I go down a lot of rabbit holes, <laughs> I feel that you have a lot of brain farts. <laughs> it's like slightly offensive, but true. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> But 2020, I feel like, has been a big brain fart year for a lot of people. It has been. So for you, what have been some of your funniest brain farts of the year? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, where to begin? Um, I remember there's one time I was trying to put my socks in the laundry, but I, like, literally came so close to throwing them in my toilet. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were hovering over the toilet, and I was like, uh, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> It wasn't right. Um, and then just literally like yesterday, I was going to make rice and I have a rice cooker, but for some reason I got out my waffle maker. That <laughs> just like that wasn't going to work out with uh, rice. So you could have done like a crispy rice, crispy rice, waffle. like rice cakes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wonder what would happen if you tried to cook rice in a waffle maker. Yeah, I'll go home and try that. I'll let you know. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I feel like I'm having a brain fart even just thinking about my brain farts, which is like, yeah, that's like inception right there. That's meta. But like those ones stick out to me big time because like I almost threw my socks in the toilet. And I think that happened more than once with other clothing items. I mean, hey, put some laundry detergent in there, stir it around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then just like we were, that reminds me, we were just Close like at our lid. <laughs> goodness but um no that reminds me we were just at our friend's house and I was like putting my glass away and I was like do you want this in the in your washing machine well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't put a glass oh cup gosh. in a washing machine that is a recipe for disaster I think it's just an appliance thing for me like yeah. I need to get my appliances correct yeah that's 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 understandable yeah but yeah. um yeah many brain farts they've been it's been a fun time definitely so, um, like we said, 2020 has been a year. It has changed so many of our circumstances. Like, mm -hmm. I think even if a lot of, like, Mary, I know your your job has not changed much, but, like, in some degree, like, everyone's life has changed 
to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our circumstances have changed. And so I think this is just such a fitting topic to wrap up 2020 with and just talk about like, how do we process this whole year and how do we process going into 2021 and what kind of mindset can we have? Um, and so we're going to dive into the chapter from Lies Women Believe uh, that is about circumstances. Yeah. And we wanted to just kind of right up front give um, kind of a disclaimer. It, you know, we're going to be talking about a lot about contentment and just being content in whatever circumstances you're in. Um, but we do want to point out, of course, that there is a line that can get crossed with that when it comes to issues of abuse and circumstances of abuse of any kind. Um, and we just always want to give that disclaimer that we in no way are encouraging if you are in a situation that's abusive um, to just endure that or stay in that. Um, please, mm-hmm. please seek help. So we just wanted to put that out there before we jump in. Definitely. All right. So as I was reading this chapter, I feel like me and Mary both agree this was such a good chapter. So relatable. Yes. Um, but as I was just thinking about this concept of like unfavorable circumstances or another word is like suffering. I just thought like it's so riddled throughout the Bible, this Mm -hmm. concept of like hardship and unfavorable circumstances. And I was just like, man, like even like, like Jesus endured hardship too. And so like, even like from his birth, like, oh, there's no room for you at at the end. Like Mm. you're born in a cold farm or barn in a manger. Like it's crazy how like his whole existence all the way up to the cross was very unfavorable. Um, and so I think we can take comfort knowing that like Jesus identifies, like there's not something that he hasn't faced that Mm -hmm. we face. So we can take comfort knowing like he's in it with us. He's with, like, he doesn't leave our side. Um, but he's also working within the struggle and the hardship, uh, for good. Like even like, even in his hardship as a human, like good came out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the first lie in the book, I think, was probably the one that spoke to me the most. Um, So lie number one is the lie that if my circumstances were different, I would be different. And I think this is something that just resonated with me so much because I definitely have a tendency to think like, okay, well, when this is different or when this changes, um, you know, I will be happier or I'll feel more... um, you know, secure or whatever it might be, you know, if it's like, okay, if I, if I get a pay raise, right, right. then I'll feel like less stressed, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's just an example. <laughs> that is a real example. But, <laughs> you know, it could be a number of different things where it's like, if this thing in my, if this external thing in my life were different, like I would, I would be better off, you know, like I definitely think that way um, a lot. What about you? Yeah, no. And I think that's like, this if only game that Mm -hmm. Nancy talks about in the book. It's like, if only this happens, then I imagine like, this is how I would react or this is how I would be different. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's just totally like Satan's game right there. It's like, he wants you to put so much weight in your circumstances to produce change in you. Um, I think it's very relatable. Like, yes, I definitely struggle with that. Um, But it's like so dangerous because those things don't have that kind of power in our lives unless we give it give that power to those circumstances mm-hmm. um so i think also like social media ooh, i know that like really 
emphasizes this. Yes. Because anytime you're comparing yourself to someone else, like when you're comparing your circumstances to someone else's, like that just creates lies on lies on lies. lies you know, on lies on lies. like you're yeah. like, oh, if only I had that, I like, yeah, I would be happier. And it's like that person might not be happy at all. Yeah. They're just like making you think they are yep. <laughs> or like, you know, yeah, it could just it, it could be totally surface level. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like such a delusion. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And it, with the comparison game and it's so true, like I feel like everyone is just striving for something and it's it's like broadcasted to the world like through social yeah. media and it's just it kind of magnifies that whole issue yeah and i feel like also like one thing that the book talks about is how like this really reveals our sin mm-hmm. and like it reveals like our true colors is when um we're fixated so much on our circumstances and it shows like we're discontent and it, it brings sin to the surface like so I think like with my if onlys like I remember for the longest time so I've always like ever since like third grade I struggled with body image mm-hmm. and I remember this is so sad honestly but like every new year's basically resolution I would be like I want to lose 10 pounds mm-hmm. since third grade wow. which is crazy and I was always like if only I could lose 10 pounds then I would be happy. Right. And it's like... I think that's so common. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But like in that, you just kind of get this Mm self-absorption and so many other sins that come with it. And it's just like that, I don't know, that kind of really stuck with me from the book of like, it it really reveals our heart. Yeah. And I think in addition to revealing, yeah, our heart and our sin, it specifically, I think, reveals our habits and our idols. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that, you know, it can be easy to be like, okay, I'm in this, like, I'll give myself as an example of like, I'm in grad school. And so like, I definitely have been having habits of like, not cooking as much and like, not exercising as much and things like that. And I think like, okay, but this season's going to pass like this season of busy. That's what it's like busyness for me. So I'm like, I just don't have time for this and that. And I think like, okay, That's true to an extent, but like I could also prioritize those things, you know, and like Mm -hmm. I could form habits that change that, you know. So like habits are one thing. I think that like the little things you do day to day, like do kind of reveal how you're like you're going to do those things no matter what circumstance you're in, unless like you change them, you know. Mm -hmm. And then in the same way or in addition to that, your idols, like for me, it's revealed so much my this idol of security, like. Mm -hmm what the things that I get so stressed about um, that I think are just my external circumstances are actually like a heart issue. It's actually an issue of like, I idolize like not wanting for things. Like I idolize being secure. And so then I stress about those things that I feel like threaten those. Um, And that like my external circumstances are never going to totally get at that root issue, you know? Yeah. No, it's so true. And it, um, you know, like, I think even with, like, this whole concept of it reveals sin, it reveals our idols and all that. I think also, like, it also can reveal how God has worked in our lives. Mm. So, like, when I think back on, like, the example I gave about how I always wanted to lose weight, mm-hmm. like, I think of where I'm at now and, like, I have a completely different perspective on it where that's not, 
like this idol anymore. And I have seen God's like redemptive work in my life with that of like growing in confidence and like gratitude for how he's made me and, you know, treating my body healthfully. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think like there's kind of two sides to the coin here of like we can see our sin, but view that as an opportunity for God to sanctify us. That's so true. Um, And then like looking back, we can see his grace on our lives for like how he has transformed us Mm -hmm. um, when we do make him the focus and not our circumstances. Yeah, that's so true. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, I was just thinking today, too, like as I was writing my notes for this podcast, I was writing out, you can be changed when your circumstances don't change. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, Fun fact, I I never lost 10 pounds. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, there is some variation, whatever. But um, but my heart has changed. Right. And right. that's the win right there. The 10 pounds is not the win. It's my heart. And uh, our girl, Jackie Hill Perry, mm-hmm. actually just tweeted this today. She said, even if next year is just like this year, I won't be. Mm. Even if 2021 doesn't change, I will. I'm like, girl, so she read good. my mind. Well, and that's so, like healthy given what we've been through this year collectively Mm -hmm. you know like I can't tell you and myself included how many times I've heard in the last month like 2020 is almost over like it's almost gonna (laughs) I'm guilty of saying that no me too I've absolutely (laughs) said it multiple times and there's always like you know the underlying truth of like what's actually going to change though like the pandemic is not going anywhere as as soon as January 1 hits like so many of these issues that our world has been facing this last year, like the year, the calendar does not change the reality of these things at all. And so I love that she tweeted that out today because it's true. It's like kind of in such a chaotic world, like we can choose to like seek change for our own hearts and minds. Yeah. And that can only come through the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and his work in our lives. And I think that's just such a big takeaway with this whole lie is like this whole concept of contentness and mm-hmm. or contentedness. You know, my Google doc here, it like chain it puts that blue squiggly line under contentedness and then I change it to contentness and then it does a red squiggly line. It's like not a word. I think it's just contentment. Contentment? Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't I mean, I don't know. I'm <laughs> well, okay. There's a brain thought. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if contentedness is a word. Contentment? Yeah. Okay, that sounds better. So we're just going to go with that. Um, anyways. Like, what does it tell you? You know how sometimes if you, like, click yeah, it. Yeah, what if like, I change Like, it? what do you suggest, Google? It says contentness. Oh, contentment has no squiggle line underneath it. I think that's right. Okay. Well, okay. we all learned something today. <laughs> um. All right. So, yeah, basically, I think the the takeaway for me is that our, our peace and contentment cannot be fixated on our circumstances. It has to be fixated on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this verse from Romans 5. Well, it's five verses. Romans 5, 1 through 5. Um, it sen- says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also attained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. I'm just like, oh, that's good. That's, so a, good. that's such a good perspective of like, he is our peace. He is 
our reason to rejoice. He is our hope. Um, and he is putting us through this process of becoming more like him and and experiencing more hope in our lives. Because like as we walk through hardship and we see that he brings us through it every time, that does start to build our endurance. It does build our character. It does give us hope that like we are going to be able to get through anything mm. because we have Jesus. Yeah. And I think that that leads really well into lie number two. Um, the second lie that we believe about our circumstances is that we shouldn't have to suffer. And this is one of those that like, I feel like how we've talked about at the beginning, lies we believe about God and ourselves. There's so many of those that if you were to just flat out say that, if you were to just say, I shouldn't have to suffer. Like it sounds so silly and stupid, but think about how much we actually buy into that lie when you think about everything in our society being like to minimize pain and suffering. Like mm -hmm. we put so much effort into that. Like, at, yeah, as a people group, like as yeah. humans. Well, it's not enjoyable. Like, right. I understand why we try to avoid it. Yeah. And it makes me think of that verse in Romans where like you see that it's a process. Like we've been so conditioned. I've been so conditioned to like have this need for instant gratification and like instant relief from anything that feels uncomfortable. Yeah. And that really is not, that's just not God's plan for us at all. And we see that all throughout scripture that like, it's a process. Sanctification and, and becoming more like Christ is a process that you cannot avoid suffering. Yeah. And you know what? I, so I talked to my friend, so my sweet friend, her name is Rachel. Um, she had a child last year who wasn't expected to live past six months. Mm. Um, she has a brain deformity. And um, I was talking to her about this very chapter in the book because I was like, you have had such a crazy year. Um, her her child has lived past a year at this point. So they're kind wow. of in uncharted territory, but their lives are like insane. And I like props to you, Rachel, because you are an incredible mom. Mm. But you have taught me so much about suffering. And one one thing she said to me was, so many people talk about like the goals to get through suffering, to like get through the end of it and like mm -hmm. be done with it. And she's like, what if that's not the goal? Like, what if the goal is like right here in the thick of it? Like God wants to teach me something. Yeah. And like, man, knowing everything she's been through, I'm just like, whoa, girl, like that is profound. And that is something like my heart needs to hear. Yeah. Because I think it is just this like, we want to numb it. We want to like avoid it, get it away. But like, what if we start to embrace it? Yeah. Like, what could that look like in our lives? And again, like this is something that, I think that, you know, we see so much throughout scripture and that we that Jesus lived this. Like we can be empowered to to go through suffering and and like exactly like you're saying, embrace that because Jesus did. And it's just something that it takes time. It kind of makes me think this might be kind of cheesy, but I'm gonna quote a song. Do it. It's a hill song song. It's I thought called, you were gonna say it's a hillbilly song. It's a hillbilly song. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is a, a line from, I think this song is called Seasons by Hillsong. And it said, it's like talking about um, patience and stuff. <laughs> and it said, he could have saved us in a second, but in a second, but instead he sent a child. Like, hmm. it's interesting to think about even God's like redemptive plan for the world involved like sending Jesus as a baby to like live 33 years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> 
there's a process that, to that. I don't know if that resonates with anyone, but like that is so interesting. Like, yeah, it, these things like they take time. Like we have to we have to like embrace that it's not going to be things aren't just going to be like, OK, great. Overnight, I'm just like just like Jesus or <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like exactly where I need to be. Like suffering is something that it is long suffering, unfortunately, like for the whole time we're on earth. Yeah. And, you know, I think speaking of Jesus, like the I mean, he experienced like this ultimate suffering on the cross that we never will have to experience. Thank God. Yeah. Um, But like he has suffered everything else leading up to that ultimate suffering. So like this quote from the book says, true joy is not the absence of pain but the sanctifying, sustaining presence of the Lord Jesus in the midst of the pain. Mm -hmm. And, like, that really stuck out to me in this chapter because I was like, she's not saying, like, you know, pain is bad. Like, we shouldn't have to feel pain. She's just saying, like, it's painful. You can say it's painful. That's not the joy part. And, um, you know, in James it says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Uh, She's not saying the pain is the joy. The trial is not the joy. Um, but in, in James, it follows up with saying, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And I really think that's like this perfect contentment, mm-hmm. <laughs> contentment in Christ Yeah. because you know that he's with you and you don't have to face anything alone and you have that hope like beyond. And I think this leads into the next slide too of like, these circumstances, even if you have like a long-term suffering or long-term hardship, that is not forever. Mm-hmm. But we do have the hope of heaven where we know that, that heaven is not going to have suffering. Mm-hmm. So that I think is where we can find that joy of like, this is temporary, even yeah. if it's long-term here in this life. Yeah. It always helps to have that like eternal perspective because I mean, even scripture says that, like, the span of our life is, like, nothing. Yeah. Like, it's like a a breath or, yeah. you know. Like, a mist. A mist. <laughs> what is it? I am. <laughs> <laughs> flower quickly fading. Here today and gone tomorrow. A wave passed in the ocean. Vapor in the wind. Still you. I know you guys are singing along. That's a good Casting song. Crowns. Casting Crowns. Classic. But dang, that's some truth, though. It is. Yeah, have you ever really thought about those lyrics? They're good. Not really. I had an interpretive dance to that once, though. You had an interpretive dance to that? Yeah. <gasps> I'm going to have to, um, you know. Oh, my gosh. I have remember to, that. You have to show me after this. Okay. I'll film it, and we'll link it in the footnotes of this episode. <laughs> Clearly, Brooke and I don't know anything about podcasting still. But footnotes, that's not that's right. That's all right. Oh, my gosh. But no, okay, but it's true. It's like we have such—we're so—I um, think actually this is in Scripture, too, that, like, we're so nearsighted. We're so focused on what's right now and right in front of us that, like, we for—I mean, we forget that. We forget that— truly like the span of our life is so short in the grand scheme of things and so um it really is true that like our suffering <laughs> just quoting scripture left and right Ooh. but our you know it says like our present sufferings um it even says they're light and momentary yeah and that's in scripture that like you think about some of the suffering that we go through and that people go through and that can seem kind of insensitive but i i don't think it's meant that way it's meant like 
compared to heaven, compared to the glory of Jesus, mm-hmm. like it it doesn't even pale in comparison. Yeah. I mean, I, I had that verse actually written down here. It says, so we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day mm-hmm. for this light momentary affliction is preparing for for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison mm. as we look not to the things that are seen but to the things that are unseen for the things that are seen are transient or yeah is that the right word transient mm-hmm. but the things that are unseen are eternal like, <laughs> sorry brain fire like, what does that like, mean like coming and going not permanent ah okay mm-hmm. that makes sense um yeah, Anyways. It's, it's crazy to think, like, we literally can't even wrap our minds around that. Yeah. Uh, and for reference, that's 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. Sweet. Footnote. Um, yeah, so I think, I mean, I'm not sure if we actually listed out what this lie is, but it says, my circumstances will never change. This will go on forever. Mm-hmm. And so we have that promise of, like, this, even if it is a long-term, lifelong thing here, like we have so much more in eternity mm-hmm. and we know that like heaven is a place where in Revelation it says every he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more and there will be no more mourning nor crying or pain for those things have passed away. Yeah. Um, so that's incredible. I always remember when I was growing up, this is another shout out to you, mom, um, but like things always just seemed so much more like dramatic and hard at night so like for some reason this is just always how I've been when it's nighttime I just feel things heavier Mm -hmm. like I I feel just more hopeless for some reason like when it's actual nighttime and my mom would always be like you know you'll feel better in the morning or like it'll be okay in the morning what whatever it is like it'll it'll feel a little bit better tomorrow morning and that was always true like it doesn't make the thing go away but it was always like okay it's just like a little brighter a little clearer and I just think like how much that's gonna be like imperfection in heaven you Mm -hmm. know like right now our time on earth is is the night you know you can kind of you, you have glimpses of of where you're maybe not going through some outright form of suffering, but it's never going to be without. You're never going to be without suffering. And so I just think about how, you know, again, joy comes in the morning. And like, I think the ultimate morning, if you will, will be in eternity. And like, you just won't even, we won't even remember how, how trying things were. Yeah. And that's something to look forward to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I think that kind of leads into this next slide where it says, I just can't take anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's basically like, you know, you know, you always hear people say like, God won't give you more than you can handle. Mm. And I just really don't think that, I don't know, is that a even, I don't think that's in the Bible. Like, I don't know where that comes from basically, but I don't believe that's true. I think he does give us more than we can handle. Um, but there's purpose behind that. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's so that we we really lean on him and realize like we've got to we've got to have you God to get through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I, I think about Paul when he's talking about like he had this thorn in his flesh, like he kept like pleading with God to take it away, and we don't know what that was that mm-hmm. was like causing him, whether it was physical pain or another kind of pain. Um, but we know that he pleaded with God to take it away, um, and he says that. But God said to me. This is in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 
Mm-hmm. And like you see that that completely changes Paul's perspective mm-hmm. where he says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a good perspective. It's so good. And something that I loved from this chapter in the book was kind of this activity that the author suggested, which was to, you know, think about whatever current circumstance is in your life that you feel like you can't handle or that you won't ever, you know, that you can't take anymore. And say that out loud or write it down, followed by your grace is sufficient for me, like followed by that phrase. So I just wanted to kind of like read a couple of the examples from the book because kind of helps you get an understanding of what this kind of mantra is. Um, So a couple of the examples, when I'm exhausted and think I can't possibly face the unfinished tasks that are still before me, his grace is sufficient for me. When I'm having a hard time responding to that family member or that person at the office who really gets under my skin, his grace is sufficient for me. Um, When my heart is breaking with an overwhelming sense of loss and grief, as I stand by the grave of a loved one, his grace is sufficient for me. And just this list, you know, there's more than just that, but it's, I think it's an encouraging activity um, to think about even with those little small things or the huge, like, monumental things Mm -hmm. that are causing you to feel like I just cannot do one more second of this. I cannot endure this any longer to say out loud if you need to, his grace is sufficient for me. Your grace is sufficient for me, you know? Yeah, that's really powerful. And there's even another verse or song for that too. You know what I'm thinking about? A one, a two, a one. (laughs) Your grace is enough. Do you know that song? Okay, yeah, I've not seen so. Your grace is enough. Your grace is enough. Your grace is enough for me. Who's that by? I feel like there's a lot of artists who do it. I feel probably like it's Chris probably Tomlin. Chris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First name basis. Though. Yeah. Right. I mean, hey, <laughs> he has so many of the classics. Maybe we should put a record out after this, make a CD with um, like a visual album. You know how that's like a thing lately? Like, oh, because you'll be doing it. You'll be doing your interpretive dances. Right. Perfect. Yeah. I think it would be. Would you guys buy it? Guys, like in the Christian sphere, I think this is lacking. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't go that far. I feel like there are plenty of interpretive dances in the Christian sphere. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to think on it, you guys. Hey, making some resolutions. Maybe that'll fall into it. I don't Stay know. Stay tuned. All right. So the last lie. <laughs> They're like, I can't take this podcast anymore. His grace is sufficient. <laughs> God will make you, God will give you the power to finish this out with us. Okay. So the last lie, the last one of all of the lies we have shared this year with you is it's all about me. Dang. Mm, What a good one to end on. What a good one. It's so true. This is actually something I do struggle with. No, same. Yeah. For sure. Well, we all probably do. Yeah. And I think this is just like, you know, when you're like having a bad day, your circumstances are not going well. You just want to throw yourself a pity party. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I deserve this. Mm-hmm. I've had a bad day. No, I'm going to be rude to you because I've had a bad day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat this chocolate tub of ice cream because I just failed my calc exam. I'm guilty of that. Um, <laughs> not my most proud moment. Anyways, yeah. but you just kind of like, 
it's so easy to just kind of fall into this entitlement of mm-hmm. like, I deserve something better. And so I'm going to make sure I get what I want. Yeah. Um, and that's just like not what life is about. Like, it, if anything, like listen to this podcast again, if you're struggling with this lie right here, because it will point you back towards like the purpose of suffering, the purpose of hardship of unfavorable circumstances throughout your day. Like even if it's like something small that like tipped you off that day, mm-hmm. like there is a lesson to learn in that, that God wants to show you what your sinful response is. And he wants to sanctify that because that's important because he's much more uh, concerned about your sanctification than like your temporary happiness. That was a word right there, Brooke. Um, <laughs> I'm just preaching from, you know, yeah. personal experience. But it's true. I think the lie that it's all about me is a lie that's present in every single one of the lies that we've covered. Yeah. Like in this mm-hmm. whole book. I think it, that is an appropriate one to kind of wrap up on because it's it's so true. Like we're so all consumed. I was even listening to a podcast um, today, actually, and um, it was talking about like where is God in a dark world? Wow. Wow. That's probably a question we've all had, all wrestled with. But it was talking about how subjective our view of God is and how like if, actually it ties in perfectly because it's like, okay, if um, if you have this like, for example, if you have like this beautiful baby, right? And like you maybe have been praying for a baby for a long time and, and God gives you this baby, you're like, wow, God is so good. If you miscarry, you're like, wow, mm. God must not be good. Yeah. And it's so subjective to our experiences and our circumstances, like how we even view God, which going back to chapter one of this book influences our whole view of everything. Yeah. And so that kind of fits in with the circumstances, too. We like we just naturally see the world and everything through a lens of like, how did this impact me? And that's how I'm going to judge if it was good, bad, like that's how I'm going to judge everything in my life is Oof. based on how it how it affected me. Wow. That, that that's not hits. true. <laughs> that that um that's very convicting. Yeah. And the, I mean, the reality is like there's such a bigger story that's going on mm-hmm. than just like our very like okay, have you ever thought about like you're just a background person in other people's lives? Like I think about this from time to time. Like it blows my mind. Anyways. <laughs> well, it's like when Billy always says, he always thinks about how many people's homes are you in like the background of their photo? <laughs> like someone's family beach picture. Like you're just chilling. You're in the back. Yeah. Well, yeah. Kind of makes me think of. I know. Well, yeah, I think of that too. Because it's like we we think that everything revolves around us. Like, and we forget that we're just like a small part of a bigger story. Mm-hmm. And it's an honor to be a part of that bigger story. But like our our stories are not the ultimate story. Um, That's what the gospel is right there is like, we are part of God's redemptive plan. Um, And so we are living in a broken world. That's why we experience hardship. That's, um, but there is good that God is working in the midst of that hardship. um, If we're open and aware to his work Um, and we'll get to see that work transform us, uh, which is really exciting. And, um, one of the things that one of the verses that I think is just so encouraging when I try to like, you know, when, when I'm in a hard time um, is First Peter 5.10. It says, after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, 
will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And I feel like that just summarizes a lot of what we've talked about. You know, it's it's about Jesus. Um, we have eternity to look forward to. He's preparing us for that. And it's a process. So That's so true. I love that verse so much. And it really is like Brooke and I were talking about before we started recording how, you know, even just trying to locate a handful of verses in the Bible about circumstances and suffering and contentment, like there is an overwhelming amount in there, an overwhelming amount. And so like we encourage you guys to seek those things out on your own too, like in your own private time in the word, Um, take note of that. Like, what does the Bible say? What does God have to say about our circumstances and the reason why things, you know, don't always go the way we want them to go? Um, And so I think that kind of wraps up the the lies from that chapter. You know what? As you're you're holding your book right now and I'm reading the back of it, it says the truth may not change your circumstances, but it will change you. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> that Nancy. Wow, Nancy. Well done. But no, I feel like that that is the general concept right there is like that's the whole point. Mary is just losing it right I now. I just wondered what you were staring at. Like you were looking at me and I'm like, what is she looking at? Again, it's all about me. I was like, what? What's wrong? <laughs> I was like, perfect. It was like staring me in the face. Um, but no, I feel like that's what the whole point of this whole podcast has been this year is just like we want to encourage you that, yes, this podcast can be a resource, but ultimately like the best resource you have is your Bible, mm-hmm. is God's word, because like Satan is going to be on constant attack in our in giving us lies. Um, and so we need to be ready to fight those lies with the truth of God's word. Um, and so the best way you can be prepared for that is to get in the word and really know it. Um, I think one thing that has been helpful is just like starting to memorize a little little chunks of verses. And then for me, like Google is my best friend. You just type in that little chunk that you have memorized and it mm-hmm. like points you to the verse. Um, but really that there are, it is, you can't um, replace that mm-hmm. knowing God's word. Yeah, I think that that's a huge thing that like motivates me sometimes to get into the word when I don't feel like it. Like sometimes it's, well, a lot of times it's really hard for me to have the discipline to sit down and read my Bible. And like, especially if then I, I don't quote unquote, get something from it, you know, you can, mm-hmm. you can read it and be like, wow, well, that didn't provoke any sort of emotion. Or I feel like I've read that 50 times and it didn't bring any new, you know, knowledge about that. And then it can be easy to not spend time in the word after something like that. But something that I've always held on to that I'm sure someone told me along the way was when you when you kind of have the discipline to be reading the word when you when you don't feel like it, it's depositing those truths for when you're going to need them. So like even if in the moment you're like, wow, well, that seemed pointless today. I don't know why I read that. (laughs) You don't know, like at some point when you are in a really dark spot or whenever you do need that truth of scripture the Holy Spirit brings that to mind. And like you taking the time to open up the word, even when you're like, this is the last thing I want to do, I think really can reap benefits later on when the spirit can bring that verse to your mind and like really fight some of these internal lies. Mm -hmm. So I know that for me, you know, going through this book and this, this study um, has really, I think made me have a greater desire to know the word and like really know scripture so that when when I need those fighter verses, like I have them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Uh, I feel the same. And I feel like another takeaway for me is just like realizing I'm not alone in my struggles. Yeah. <laughs> like even just like talking to you or yeah. like with the real talk gatherings, just like realizing like, oh, like you too. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, like kind of a sigh of relief and mm-hmm. be like, okay, so I can actually talk about it. We can have a conversation and it doesn't have to be like this like pent up thing that I feel weird about. Like mm-hmm. other people are going through the same thing. Um, so that's been really encouraging to me. And yeah, I just really hope that that it has been a blessing to you just even listening into these podcasts to know like you're not alone. Mm-hmm. So you're not alone. You're not. Um, so we're still here for you. You can reach out to us anytime at women at gracecitysd.com. We would love to connect with you. If you ever have any questions or just want to chat, like reach out to us. We want to, we want to continue this conversation with you. Yes. Thank you guys so, so much for listening this whole year. Have we yes. been podcasting this whole year? Ever Kinda. since quarantine. We wow. started when quarantine hit. Yeah. So wow. Well, for those of you who have been listening all along, or if maybe this was your first time listening, we're just thankful that yes. you guys join us kind of for this. <laughs> and we've really, like Brooke was saying, we've really enjoyed getting to do it. And um, yeah, we hope you all have such a happy new year. Yes. <laughs> happy new year to you all. We love you. Love you. Bye. Love you, Brooke. <laughs> love you too, Mary. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk with Real Women podcast. We'll see you next month.